All right, welcome to the Fantasy Football Time um, pod with Nick and Jay. Um, we appreciate the support through the first couple of weeks. It's been kind of cool having people actually listen to the show. It's been one of those things where we're like, hey, let's just try it with the lead. Now we're going to try to get a little more broad as we go. But we're still going to recap the league because that's how we started them. We want people to, you know, have a little listening interest. So, uh, Nick, let's get right into the recaps of week two, huh? Yeah, sounds good again. Thank you. Just like Justin said, thank you for everyone, to everyone for listening. And we appreciate the support and the feedback. And hopefully give you a uh, journey and a story to follow throughout the year. For sure. All right, so. Yeah, beat Ed 158 to 139. So, first and foremost, Lamar Jackson carried Lamar Jackson Cooper Cup and Aaron Jones carried the team. But I want to highlight Aaron Jones. He is somewhat like I didn't expect this to happen, him getting going off for 32, but it's a nice surprise. And it's nice to see him getting utilized a little bit more. I don't think this is going to be an every week type of thing, but I also don't think Aaron Jones or AJ Dillon's going to go and dominate the touches like he did week one. So it'll be in the middle. Aaron Jones is someone that, in general, I would say, depending on your running back situation, sell high on. If you have a couple of solid running backs, Let's say you picked up James Robinson in, in the later rounds and you have an RB1. I would look to go sell high on Aaron Jones right now to run back yeah, on I, his team. I don't hate that thought at all. Um, game one, it's tough because the game script you actually think would have played in there. Out of hand. And then he you saw how dynamic he could be in the past just by having him in a group. And then mm-hmm. it helps you play in the Bears. But just to get back on track, like he looked explosive too, like very, very explosive. Oh yeah, and they can keep him help. They, they both can be in. I mean, the tandem is a tandem, and either way you want. But for health purposes, it does help, and can they won't get at least a season because that's how teams are looking at it. Like hey. Performer, we can win every week. Mm-hmm. But when it really matters, matters we, we want to be healthy. healthy. Um, so, it's a smart way of doing it, and it proved it. Per- yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, for fantasy purposes, la- fantasy purposes last year, I think both are about an RB2. I think AJ Dillon is more of a flex or an RB3 option, but it brings down their values a little bit. But if either one of them gets hurt, whoever you have is going to be an instant, probably top five running back each week, especially with the rookie wide receivers in Green Bay right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, probably your bust of the week. I mean, tight end so tough, but it is what it is. Taysom Hill, I know you piggyback a little bit more yeah. of the hoping he plays the quarterback, running back, all that stuff, so he has more touches. Just didn't really work out for you. Um, I was just hoping with Kamara out, he would get a couple goal line touches, but it didn't happen. Yeah, I it's mean, that Tampa Bay defense is, they're good for a reason. They are. Um, yeah, it's tough. Tight end's a tough one. It's, uh, like you said earlier, unless you have one of the, the top two, maybe Waller this year, we'll see how things shake out. And then maybe a couple guys that come on the scene either late or just stay real steady and have five, ten points a week, um, it's going to be tough to either stream that position 
or think you have somebody that's a top five and play him every week, and he doesn't play to that standard. So it's it's a tough position to play week to week. My advice would be to anyone, if they're getting targets, just start them. If, even if they get a point, just start them. Yeah, ride with them. Um, yeah, so that was a pretty good game by you. Um, Ed will cover real quick. Um, he has Amon Ross St. Brown, which, you know, people have already talked about it. People can say whatever they want. He's probably the Cooper Cup of last year, this year. He, Jared Goff is decent, and he is very good. He gets open and he catches everything. I agree, and their offensive line is very, very good. Talked about it with Nolan last week. Like, other than I think it was a right guard, which hey, that's tough. But if you want to lose a spot, it's probably one of your guards. Tackles mm-hmm. are important for a quarterback, you know, the conductor of the offense. So it's one of those things where if that's one you want to lose, and especially if you have a decent backup, you know. I agree with that. Um, I would say Ed's his bus is. Leonard Fournette, he pulled a Derrick Henry game with 24 rushing attempts. Yeah. 24 attempts for 65 yards. That's bad. Yeah, that's fairness. New Orleans defense is very good. But it's one of those things, like, when you get 24 touches, you should have 80 to 100 yards. But yeah. in fairness, even with 80, more points for fantasy purposes. So, so you're really hoping yeah. more catches and the game just didn't really shake out. No, it didn't. So. I mean, Dante Williams is kind of a letdown. I know Houston's not I, terrible, but you're thinking even with that game, especially like, you know, you're thinking that's not a blowout, but like you should be up in that game. So you should be running the ball. Yeah. And, and they were down for they, a lot of it. Yeah, so that kind of works against you. But he had 15 for 75. So, like, you know, you hope he probably just gets the ball more maybe is the issue. But 15 for 75 is not bad. He has four targets, only catches one PPR purpose. That's what I heard a lot. I just think that whole Denver offense is not as good right now as everyone thought it would be. Yeah, um, I heard people talking about Nathaniel Hackett. Um We'll see if he pans out just calling in the plays. Um, he was with Green Bay last year, didn't call plays. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if that's kind of something he just has to get used to and or if he's a head coach and he's just taking on too much right away. So his game management is has not been good either. Yeah, hopefully with time that comes because yeah, it's, it's been pretty bad through two weeks here. Uh, who do we want to and, jump to next? Um, why don't you Ant and Tyler? Sure. All right, so Ant Anthony defeated Tyler. So he jumps out to two and zero, I believe. Yes, my app's not working right now. Yeah, I got um, it. I'll, I'll hit Ant. Okay. Um, Joe Burrow, uh, subpar. Jamar Chase, very subpar. He started MBS, not great, but he had Chubb, and Chubb had a great week, even though he probably shouldn't have won in the end zone. But I don't want to blame that on Chubb either. He doesn't play defense. And he doesn't play special teams. We got to get the ball back. Um, Z let down. Other than that, he literally had Chubb and his defense. And hey, if two players can carry him, one of them is your defense. Good on you. That's how you win mm-hmm. weeks. I agree. 
Um, had a pretty good Higby stream. Obviously, Higby's the starter, most likely, so that was a good play. And, um, Tyler's you know, side. Go for it. I was also say one thing on Higby. We all know Matthew Stafford, who likes to target. That's another topic. Oh, yeah. Um, but I'm going to go with Tyler's team. Yeah, they lost. And I he has Josh Allen. Josh Allen is Josh Allen, so he's never going to be, like, a guy I'm going to highlight because he's he's a dog. I'm going to go Buffalo's defense. Go for it. They put up 20 points in each – at least 20 points in each of the first two weeks. They have a uh, little tough play, stretch. Man. They played the Rams in Tennessee, which we'll get to your we'll get to the yeah. we'll get to the bus the in a second. Yeah. Yeah, the Rams. We'll get to the bus in a second because we both know who that is. And they have a very favorable schedule after their week seven bye week. Yeah, their division's not great. Other than my their division's not great. Yeah. But they have Miami, Baltimore, and then Pittsburgh, which is kind of an easy spot with Mitch Trubisky. And Kansas City. Then after their bye, they have Green Bay, the Jets, Minnesota, Cleveland without Deshaun Watson, Detroit, at New England, the Jets again, Miami, and then Chicago and Cincinnati. Those are all, like, after the bye week, in theory, Green Bay is tricky. It depends on how their receivers shake out. But after that, they have a lot of fee spots. Yeah, I mean. mean, A lot of spots where they can get 15, 20 points. Yeah, Miami actually worries me. Tua's always going to give one or two away, so like you're always points there. It just depends on how many points you give up. Um, yeah, it's tough. And then the bust on Tyler's side, let him have it. <laughs> it's Derrick Henry. Yeah, I mean, He's... when you draft him, what do you draft him? Five? I believe Six? so. Let me double. It was right around there. So either way, and I actually said I like Derrick Henry for actually Tennessee. ten. This- how receivers are I mean especially PPR we play PPR that's just how we're gonna judge things but when it's PPR receivers are just gonna take I mean they're gonna be the higher role they're just gonna be higher importance Mm -hmm. and especially when it's a running back that doesn't catch the ball and he if he's not scoring touchdowns he's not scoring points I agree and he did not look very good Again, I mean, he had 13 yeah. carries for 25 yards, and yeah, I understand like, it's the Bills' really defense, bad. but if you're going to – Yeah, but, like, he, in fairness, other than Von Miller, any regular person who who's naming anybody on their D-line. Exactly. Maybe and not like, their, their linebacker's okay. Milano's okay. They got a couple other guys. But, like, to be fair, they're not great. I mean, Taylor Lewan got hurt. He's a boy. So, like – that hurts, and he's your left tackle. So, like, especially if you're running that way, and then the game just kind of gets away from you from there. But still, when you have that many carries, you got to have more than 25. I don't care who. If if you want to be known as an all-time great running back, performances like that should not be the norm. Is that? Um, yeah, that game was kind of just Anthony played well. Tyler's team is going to struggle, other than Josh Allen, basically, and his defense yeah. at this and point. And his defense. But he's just got to find running backs because his running backs are very tough. So, yeah, we'll look forward to that. Um, so, right, now we'll move on to Nolan and Eric. Yep. Yeah, sound good? Yep. All right, we'll start with Nolan. Um, I mean, you called his boom. He was his highest horror, but Matthew Stafford just kind of had a, a pretty steady bounce back. We put up 21. 
Um, and then basically just had steady guys through there. Uh, Michael Thomas, Devontae Smith had a bounce Smith. back. We, Saquon was probably his bus with Paris Campbell just after week and, one, you're, you got high expectations. Especially after what Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt did to Carolina's defense, you expected more? Yeah, for sure. Because he doesn't even really share the backfield. No. Um, Jared Everett was a nice pickup. Yeah. I mean, we didn't hate Hurst, but Everett's actually turned out to be pretty good for them. Um, Herbert actually looks for the tight end quite a bit. Maybe in the wrong situations, mm-hmm. too. Um, wow. Paris Campbell, um, that's tough. I mean, it's zero and it's Paris Campbell. You know, you're whatever. You still win. But his thought, I'm sure, was Michael Pittman being out. And then Alec Pierce was also out. So, like, you know, Matt has to throw to somebody. It just happened to not be Paris Campbell at all. Yeah. And Matt threw to the other team more than he did to his own team. So, I, that offense does not look very good so far. Yeah, it's just tough with such young weapons. Mm-hmm. And their O line supposed to be solid. And it seemed like Matt was under pressure all day. And it's not like I mean I know they drafted Trevion Walker, but it's not like Jacksonville's known for their pass rush at this point. So at least not established. Like they yeah. can be good, but like you couldn't do something to offset at least the pressure they were creating at the time. So like that's the thing. Like you couldn't even get out of your own way. I mean you put up nothing against the Jags. Don't get me wrong, Jags might be good. We talked about it last week. Trevor Lawrence, and we said they don't have to win games, but if they do this. And he can kind of prove a point and play well. Mm-hmm. And maybe they have a solid year, get seven, six, seven wins, maybe eight. And then, you know, shock some people like they shot the Colts. I agree. Um, I agree. Yeah, with you. so we'll hop over there, hit him up. Uh, so I'm going to say his boom was Darren Waller, like we talked about. You like him for a bounce back year. I agree. He's one of those must-start tight ends every single week. Even if the volume isn't there one week, you have to start in the next. Yeah, and we talked about it week one. I was scared that it was only week one, and I, I literally said this. Hopefully going forward, they spread the wealth. But week one, he still had 12 points, and Devontae was targeted 17 times. He was only targeted six. This week, targeted eight times. Six catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown. You could be more effective with those targets when they're not so like, oh, I know they're going here. So, like, they spread the ball out a little bit, lost the game, probably shouldn't have. But one of those things, have a little bit of bounce back. We, I think week one is his four. So I, if, if he's the third best tight end, like, you could live with that. I agree. So – yeah, I agree. I think Darren Waller, like 17 17, let's not get crazy. It's PPR. But I mean, when your quarterback scores 19 and everybody else is below that, he just didn't have a great week. And Nolan didn't have a great week, but it just worked out better for him. If, you, if he averaged out to get, say, let's say he gets 14 fantasy points a week this year, from the tight end position, that's gold. Oh, yeah. That's top five, top three. Yeah, that's gold. So, yeah. I like we'll Darren Waller. On. Um, or you want to give him a bus real quick? Because I know I'll give him a bus. Dalvin Cook. Exactly. To be fair, he he was prisoner of Kirk Cousins in a big game 
man, primetime Kirk. He shit shit himself on national TV. I mean, Philly's got a good secondary and a good defense, but, man, like – That was bad. Just the way he was trying to throw to Justin Jefferson literally every time. Especially for a veteran quarterback. Oh, yeah. And Slay was like, okay, I'll just sit on every route. Because if he didn't, okay, they were up. But every time he sat on a route, he picked them up. Probably should have had two more picks. But that time it's back to Dalvin Cook. He only had six rush attempts. Yeah, you got to give him the ball. That's scary. I mean, he did have Even at 17 yards, like, that's three yards a pop, basically. Like, let him bust one and then hopefully loosen up the defense a little bit. And you got good weapons, Mm -hmm. so they're they're still going to respect the pass no matter what. And then just, yeah, just got to give him more attempts. I agree. Yeah, good win, though. Want to go to your matchup? Sure, let's do it because, man, was I <laughs> very surprised Monday night. I I was very surprised, too. All right, give him the breakdown there. All right, so I'll start with Juan. Or do start, let's start with you. Who, was your, yeah, who do you think is your boom? That. I don't know who it is for me looking at your team. I mean, it's Jalen Hurts. It's pretty exactly. easy. Um, I picked him in the seventh round, I believe, which we just don't value quarterbacks the same way as a lot of leagues do. One of those things. Um, but I was pretty happy with getting him in the first two weeks. I'm very happy I got him. Um, week one, he scored 25. I think that's his floor, closer to it at least. And then he goes for 34, and they basically didn't do anything in the second half. So, like, I'm pretty I happy agree. with that. I still don't know if he's good, a good real-life quarterback, like a great real-life quarterback. I think he's good. I think he's very good. But he is a great fantasy quarterback. Yeah, I only need him to be good in the regular season, so that's all I care about. That's fair. Um, um, other than that, it's kind of just spread out, not great, not bad performances. I'm going to say A.J. Brown is probably, with how many yards he threw for, he was probably a little bit of a letdown for you. Yeah, him and Kelsey were probably my letdowns. Eckler, man, is going to be tough because he ended with 18-4, but anybody who watched the game, I'm worried about him. It's just one of those things. I don't I don't know. Like I don't know if they could run the ball or if they even should. He didn't because, look all that explosive either. Right. And like maybe their offense just isn't made for him to be an explosive running back or anybody. Mm-hmm. Fourteen for thirty nine is bad and week one he was pretty bad too. It just thank God he catches the ball out of the backfield. Cause he had four for thirty six last week and he had nine for fifty five. That was basically it. Yeah, that's 14 fantasy points right there. Yeah, I mean, he had literally 39 yards rushing. It's not even four points. But then again, he did score a lot of touchdowns last year, and I think his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield is it makes him a very valuable fantasy asset still. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not dumping him. I'm just – I am worried that I took him as an RB1, like hopefully like a top five, six RB1, and he's looking like a top two RB2. And he lost goal line touches to Sony Michelle. Yeah, I don't love that because and don't get me wrong, I have him on my team, so I'm a little bit biased, but like I mean, why even give Sony Michelle a chance? I agree. He does nothing for your morale of your team. Like you I mean, they gave Eckler a deal, right? They I believe so. So like give him the ball. I'm not saying to run him forty times, but like in high pressure 
big time moments, give him the ball. I agree. Because I don't think Sony Michelle scored the touchdown either. So what's the hurt? I I'm with you. Yeah. So get off on a tangent. We'll go over to Juan's team who lost by pretty much five yards. That's how that works with the scoring. So five yards. I mean, I'm a guy who won a championship in this league by a single yard. Yeah, I mean, you were in the group test. I sent him a text at halftime of the Miami game and said congrats because it was over. I mean, hit his boom, and you'll know why I sent him that text. The boom, uh, Jalen Waddell, 40 points. I mean. Hit his other boom, too. He was in the same game. Oh, Mark Andrews. Bang. Yeah, that's. I mean, how many combined did he have right there? Now? 65, pretty much. I'll go 66. Yeah, up. and he had that at 3.30 on Sunday, and I went, all right, I'm done. Because I already had the two guys play from Thursday night, and he had those guys boom, and I was just like, I mean, everything Waddle caught was either a big player or a touchdown. I was like, I'm screwed. Mm-hmm. That game was a fantasy gold mine. Oh, God. Everybody was good. Receivers yeah. for the Ravens Baltimore. were good. Receivers for Dolphins were good. Kasicki's been looked down on. He had a touchdown. Yeah, that's tough. We didn't we even hit on him on yours, but yeah. We, we won't talk about that. Um, I will say for Juan's bust, I'm going to say Christian McCaffrey. Not like okay. he was bad, but in the grand I don't points. love the way that Carolina is using him right now. And, like, if he's going to average 16, really not bad. Probably more of RB2 in a PPR league. But maybe a back-end RB1. I don't know. RBs are just losing their value. He, yeah, I agree. But it's not even on him. Because when he gets I mean, ball, look, he's give him his stat line. Give him his stat I know he had that for, big run. 15 for 102 and then four catches for 26 yards. Like – that's a solid, solid day. And, like, yeah, we're a little bummed because it's Chris McCaffrey. We're used to 20 to 25, like, as his floor games. And he only puts up 16, 17 in back-to-back weeks. But, I mean, we even talked about it with Juan. So, to give his real – probably his real bust where you just go, I needed you to fall forward on three runs and I win, mm-hmm. is Devin Singletary. But, or Jerry in fairness, Judy. we talked about it. And Judy got hurt, I think, right? I think he did. I don't know what point of the game he got hurt at. I mean, I don't love Judy anyways. I have Sutton, so that's my kind of thing anyways. He had a good week one. We'll see. You know, I'm not hating on anybody, but we'll just see how things play out. Like we talked about earlier, Denver's offense doesn't look great either way, so we'll see how things kind of shake out. I will say this. Juan left some points on his bench. Yeah, With Drake London and Garrett Wilson. Yeah, we talked about how we like London too. I mean, Wilson we like too, but you, I mean, in fairness, you don't expect that. No, you don't. Especially like the Browns play bad, but like their secondary is supposed to be a strength. So, like, you don't love that. I mean, I guess you could say the same with Drake London too. I mean, he was playing the. He had a good week one too. So, and Mariota likes him. Yeah, but I, I really do think Juan probably looked at matchups there. I agree. Because he still plays. I mean, he had Waddle and Debo. Like, you're not playing him there, so you're flex. And then you go Judy and Houston. I mean, it's one of those things. I would have started Jerry Judy. We have the power of, uh, Jesus. Hindsight is 2020. Fuck. 
Hindsight cut out 13-10 to 13-20. Yeah, we have the power of hindsight now. But, like, at the same time, he was probably looking at matchups. So, we'll jump off of that one. But, yeah. Who else we got to cover? Two more, right? Um, yes. Um, Mikey and Steve. Matt. Yeah, Mikey and Matt. Or we can go Steve and... Matty D. We'll give Mikey. We'll give Mikey his time in the sun. All right, yeah. Let's give it to him. Who was his boom there? His boom. Stefan Diggs. Kaiser I mean, dog. <sighs> I always He's so say good. Mike Williams too. But we'll say yeah, but I mean, first. forty-five is forty-five. I mean, I like Mike Williams because he had a bounce, bounce back. But man, forty-five is forty-five. I mean, that's nuts. Twelve. He caught twelve of his fourteen targets. Like, and three touchdowns. That's and his. Just... Yeah, his touchdown is. I mean, he's got what four already this year. I believe four, so. Yes. Um, 20 catches, so that's 20% of the time he's scoring a touchdown. He has 23 targets this year, and he's got 20 of them for 270. Nuts. But the other one I will hit, and I'll, I'll just tell call it my boom, is Mike Williams. I did think he would have a bounce back. Um, I saw some kind of stat last year when Keenan Allen was out, and even when he was on the field, I believe, one of the games when they played KC, Mike Williams just tears up Kansas City. I don't know if it's his size or just stretching the field or what it is. And he did all that in the first half. He yeah. basically did nothing in the second half. So, like, yeah, I think he was probably the one where you went, okay, this guy just gave me, I mean, 10 more than is projected, but, like, what he had last week, you felt really down on him, three. So, like, mm-hmm. 25 from three is like, all right, we know he's good, good bounce back. Thank God I started him. And yeah, I mean his bust. I mean, I'm actually gonna hit him one more boom really quick. Hit him, Tony Pollard. Yeah, I mean, I think he's the best running back on the Dallas Cowboys right now. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. I just don't think they know how to use Z. But that, I digress. That could be true, but he's just way more electric and explosive, from my eyes. I mean, they just throw him the ball more. I mean, he, I know he ran well, too, so I'm not just going to take everything away from him. But, like, he ran 9 for 43, like, solid, but not anything crazy. He ran in the touchdown, then he had seven targets, four for 55. I mean, that's yeah. 10 points right there. Because who has Zeke? Let's see what Zeke would have done. Just because I, I don't want to – Pollard's okay, and, like, like I said, running backs are especially in tandem backfields. Zeke had 15 for 53, not as effective. And his catches are two and gets one or two targets, one catch for a negative four yards. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, how those two plays shook out, but that's going to hurt right there. Tony Pollard gets four for 55. Maybe they're at the end of the game. Defense kind of lagged off. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how that mix works out. Yeah, I mean, let's go to Matt's team real quick because it's pretty easy. Um, His boom was Justin Herbert. His bust was everybody else. All right, let's move on. Yeah. All right, Um, let's go to uh, Steve and Matty D. Matty D gets his first win in the league. Yeah, had a good week, too. Highlighted by Tyreek Hill. Jeez. That game. No, it's pretty much the same analysis we gave to Jalen Waddle. You can apply to Tyreek Hill. Jalen Waddle does it all, like – 
in a different way. I know he's still electric and get behind people, but like Tyreek, two of those are just like, hey, I'm faster than you and I'm going to run by you. And then the guy who can't throw threw him to him twice and scored touchdown. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, his bust, Cordell Patterson, if there is one for scoring 141 points. Yeah, I mean, that one's tough because I actually thought he was going to have a decent week. I started him in another league. I didn't and I just it. thought because he would get catches. And he threw that one that he tipped up and got picked. So Mariota probably tried to stay away from him a little bit. But even 10 for 41, one, like, really isn't bad. An interesting thing to watch, though, is the rookie running back in Atlanta, Tyler Allgaier, got 10 carries as well. Yeah. And he played so, pretty well, too. He's pretty effective, I thought. Mm-hmm. So, so that'll be interesting to see who gets more touches there going forward. Yeah. Um, Steve was let down – or we'll hit his boom. Sorry, I don't want to get out of whack here. Let's hit that. his boom first. Christian Kirk? Yeah. Christian I Kirk. Mean, we talked about it literally on the first show we did. I thought he was a wide receiver one, so he's always going to be a good pick. He's actually turned out to be better than that. He's averaging 21 a game, 21 and a half. So, so, yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's played very well. Other bus, than that, I mean, his bus has got to be his wide receiver, too. Yeah. Just because it's he had bus. so many targets week one, you thought he was going to come back and have, and, and like we talked about, hopefully less targets but more efficiency. Get other people involved and have a good game but not have to do it the same way he did it week one. And then he has – he still had seven targets. When you only catch two of those, that makes me wonder what those other five targets were. And I think then he fell in the end zone. I think it's the difference of playing with Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr. No offense Derek Carr. He's what you consider an above-average quarterback. No, you don't even have to say that. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron one of the best of throwers favorite. of the football ever. Yeah, he might not be the greatest winner like Tom Brady, but he might be – the most talented quarterback ever. So there's no disrespect. He's just not him. So I think that's just the difference of the consistency for Dante Adams isn't going to be there like it was in Green Bay. Yeah, and then I and honestly, I think everybody else let him down too. I think so too. Dylan should have had a better week. Mixon should have had a better week. And Joe Food Life, he said tight end's tough. ETN. I don't like ETN, so 8.3 is actually not bad for my viewpoint. But All right, let's get past these recaps. Uh, we want to jump right. to looking at matchups for week three. Want to do the waivers? Yeah, however you want to do it. Okay. I don't care. Let's do, let's do the previews. All right. So I'm playing Mikey this week. He's, again, doing his thing of just putting a kicker in the lineup, so we can't really go off too much there. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't think we have to do a whole lot of – no. Getting into players, we break them down a lot when we go over recaps. So you can just um, say who you're playing and what you expect. I think it'll be pretty close. Uh, I just hope I don't get destroyed by Stefan Diggs. That's my yeah. fear. But like I told you last week, I mean, you got Cooper Cup, T. Higgins looked better, Aaron Jones looked more effective. So hopefully, Cooper Cup can somewhat even out Stefan Diggs and then all your other guys. You had a solid team, so hopefully, everybody performs. Um, pick the next matchup. So we'll go to Anthony and Matty D. Right. 
Should be a pretty – the projections don't say so, but I think it should be a pretty good matchup. Yeah, I mean, Anthony's projections have been bad both weeks, and he's outperforming he's and he's so. 2-0, so he's winning. Um, Zeke is a tough one. That'll be one to watch. But, I mean, who do you play, Penny? It's tough. I, I think Zeke is fine. I know you said you like Pollard. I think they just need to use him more. I don't care. He he. I think he's actually one of those guys that give him the ball 20 times, throw it to him twice. He doesn't have to get thrown to. That's Pollard's job. Mm-hmm. But give him the ball 20 times and see what he can do. If he's still bad, then I'll say he's bad. But Fair enough. I just don't think they use him very effectively. Mm-hmm. I'm also curious to see if Tyreek Hill has another boom week for Maddie. So – can he back it up? It's either to me the game is either going to be a blowout by Buffalo, or it's going to be a shootout, and I don't know who's going to win. It depends on how well Tua plays, and if Josh Allen turns the ball over. If Josh Allen turns the ball over like he did in Week One, because I think the offense defense is actually pretty good. They didn't show it, but they have good pieces on it. Yeah, I mean, can a defensive see. battle be classified like thirty-four, thirty-one? Because I kind of think it might be defensive heavy and they still score a lot of points i agree because i i don't think either team likes to give up like miami's defense is solid buffalo's defense is pretty good can tyree back it up maybe buffalo's safeties are very good poyer and hyde haven't heard final word on hyde but poyer had another pitch he's got two already their dbs in general are solid they got some younger guys that are filling in and then Miami's defense is solid, too. Their secondary is nice. So, like, I still think they score a lot of points. Maybe it's just in different fashion. It's not as big of plays and all that kind of stuff. So, maybe it's 27-24, something like that. But I think it could be one of those more tight games. I I believe so, too. Um, all right. Let's get into Ed versus Eric. Okay. Eric is one-on-one. Ed is one-on-one. But Ed does have the highest scoring team in the league. Yeah. And sure. Eric is one of the lowest. So we'll see how this one plays out. I'm curious to see if Carolina gets DJ more involved. More involved. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric, I mean, Eric is losing Mike Evans for the week because he can't stop fighting Marshawn Lattimore. But that's a different yeah, he story. he hates Marshawn Lattimore. And we'll see if Ed keeps getting the, con- the contributions from Devin DuVernay. Yeah, that's been a solid one for him. So, and it'll, we'll see if his running backs bounce back as well. So, and Kirk Cousins, he's playing a one o'clock game. To be honest, I actually really like Ed's team. I do too. Um, it's very It good. helps when you have two receiver, wide receiver one. Um, St. Brown, I, I don't think he's a flash in the pan. I think he's going to be. He showed it last year too. Top good. 10, whatever it is. He's going to be a wide receiver one, just depending on where he falls. But. Mm-hmm. And then you got Justin Jefferson. Not a great week. Kirk wasn't, you know, whatever, but he's still, you know, top five wide receiver. And um, it's a one o'clock game versus Detroit. So Kirk Cousins got to throw three touchdowns yeah, to three fifty. Hide that so. game out there and Kirk have a really good game. Exactly. All right, let's Dude. move on to Steve versus Nolan. Okay. Two of the Akron boys. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see if both teams kind of bounce back. Yeah, kind of just weird down weeks for both. I don't mind either team. I think 
it's just one of those things. I think this year in fantasy is going to be tough. Like you're going to have, like I thought I had a bad week. I mean, very, very last second squeaked out a win. I mean, I was literally waiting and thank you because I was like, they're going to score a touchdown here, meaningless touchdown, and Greg Joker is going to kick an extra point. I'm going to lose by an extra point. And thank God for Kirk Cousins. That was another pick, and I somehow <laughs> squeaked out a win. So it's just one of those things. I think you're going to have weeks where you're just like, man, like my studs were not studs. And the guys who are usually at least average were either bad or your best player. And that's not a good thing either. And I'm going to say this too. Um, Steve traded for Greg Kittle or George, excuse me, George Kittle. Someone keeps saying Greg Kittle. George Kittle for that's Jamal me. Williams, not Jay Williams. I don't know if, again, we're hoping to get Ant on today. But with our technical difficulties, it's been hard to keep track of. So we'll get them on another time. But yeah, um, in fairness, before the Jimmy G stuff over the weekend, I I mean, who really cares about? Yeah, Kittle? I thought just because of the way the offense is going to move, now everybody's going to be like, well, it didn't matter anyways. Jimmy G, it's a different it, story. Like Kittle exactly. could be Kittle. Like he could be very good. I was with you. It's not even a shot at. Kittle, it was more of he was a blocking tight end when Trey Lance played last year. So Yeah, and like I mean I don't know. It's just one of those things like quarterback matters a lot for tight end position. So like mm-hmm. because if they're gonna run a lot, George Kittle's one of the best blocking tight ends in the league. They're gonna use him to block. But if you need him to catch some passes, he's very he's not Travis too. Kelsey or Mark yeah. Andrews, but he is he's solid very, very enough. good. Yeah. All right, what do we have? Right. One more? Two more? A couple more. We have um, you versus Tyler. Yeah, let's hit it. Um, again, we talked about Tyler's team. Sort yeah, I mean, of... I want to shit on him and say it's a bye week, but I'll probably lose. So, like, Yeah, you can't do that. that. Um. Because you know what's going to happen. Derrick Henry's going to oh pop off for about God. 40 Derrick Henry's going to have 40 and stick this thing to nowhere. Um, yeah, it's tough. I I, I want to feel good about it, but uh, we'll just see. Yeah, we'll um, see. I still like Damian Pierce. I still think he he actually out-touched Rex Burkhead this Burkhead week. Burkhead disappeared this week. Yeah, so that doesn't good. really make sense since week one, but – it makes sense with what we thought going into the season. I agree. Pierce was okay, 15 for 69. That's solid. Jacob's um, still starting for as flex spot. Yeah, I mean, I think he plays Jacoby Myers. Um, I would too. I think he's going on vacation, but we, I mean, we talked about Jacoby, I think it was week one. Like, he's still one of the one or two receivers on New England that's going to catch passes. So he's the. I was just going to say, he's like the perfect PPR. Yeah, because he's going to get a lot more of the short yardage stuff. And then you got Nelson Aguilar who's going to get some of the downfield stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave it there. And then our last matchup is CMC Blue Balls 1 versus Matt. Yeah, Matt, Matt uh, he might def- Yeah. He listened to Amelia. Not the best. I think he had 0.9 points, so not great. Um, in fairness, I think he played Juju even without that. And 
like Juju's gonna be okay, but like his receivers just aren't very good. Mm-hmm. So like he's gonna be tough playing week to week. He's gonna play matchups and who gets a hot hand. He probably plays Amari Cooper. I, I think I you have to. I mean, it actually seemed like Jacoby wanted to go to him and was like pretty confident with everything they did. It was short yardage stuff. It was red zone stuff. Like it was anywhere and everywhere. And like he got the ball what nine times. I believe yeah, so. Literally nine for one one in the tub. So like he looked pretty good. He's probably his receiver. I still It'll, think he's probably a receiver too. And he I doesn't agree. really have a wide receiver one. First, maybe he can grow in and he could have two solid twos and then just lean on running back play. But we'll have to and, see what JT and them do. It'll be interesting if JT bounces back and if James Conner plays this week. He was a DNP today. Yeah, yeah, I heard he wasn't looking uh, on the up and up. But we'll see. I still yep. don't hate Matt's team. If Amari Cooper comes out and is pretty solid all year, I think he'll be okay. I agree. Um, Juan's team, I actually really like Juan's team. I just played him. God, I'm I sure he wishes he has an RB2 because his team can be very solid. Oh, yes. And, he is JK and it's Dobbins probably Dobbins. Waiting. Yeah, exactly. So... If you can tread water until Dobbins gets back and fully good to go. Yeah, because he's got McCaffrey, which we talked about. Receivers are stacked. He has a – right now, too, is playing some very good football. I mean, he he's a guy who should go make a trade. I agree. But who he trades with, and it's just hard because who's going to give up a running back that is a solid running back. But exactly. that's what he needs to do. This package oh. a couple and go get a running back because then he could be scary. Who we got? One more? Is that it? That's it. That's it for the All right, we'll hit the waiver wire. We'll go. Yeah, we'll hit the waivers. Um, a lot of we want to hit trades first. We talked about the trade with Steve, but we had a couple um, offers go out there that kind of got sent around in the group chat. Yeah, and we said that we might highlight these so that way you know guys like Mikey don't send dumbass trades because if we. Send them out on the pot. People I got like, it. Oh, Mikey sends trades like this. I got an Aaron Rodgers for, uh, I believe it was Cooper. Um, Nick say who and what it was one more time. Um, I got a uh, trade offer from Mikey this morning of Cooper Cup, me giving up Cooper Cup for Aaron Rodgers. Oh, wow. Well, you didn't want to do Mark that? Jackson. No, and his basis for it was saying that I needed a QB. Oh, and who do you have again? Lamar Jackson. Okay. Yeah, Mikey, we're going to put you on blast every week. Um. Then Lamar, there was a Mikey is real quick. We'll just put on blast again. Mikey sure. is the leader of the Lamar Jackson haters fan club. And see, that's fine. He could hate on him because, like, even I don't like Derrick Henry and hate on him. But like, I can respect the fact that he could be very good in fantasy. And like, Mikey can't even respect that part of Lamar because, like, Lamar is one of the best quarterbacks in fantasy and in the league in general. Yeah. All right, that's enough giving him attention. Yep. Uh, so this was a hot-button topic in the group. So apparently Anthony offered want to trade. Don't know the details. But Steve and Nolan, I guess, are getting a little heated. So... Hit him with the first offer that went through. So this, this is the only offer that went through. Or there might have been one more, actually. But this is the offer that was sent in the group chat. So Steve would give up Christian Kirk, Travis Etienne, and A.J. Dillon. For Saquon Barkley, David Montgomery, and Chris Godwin. To be honest, I don't hate it. But I the running backs that 
I don't know because like I know Steve's the one who is winning this trade in my opinion because I Saquon agree. I still think could be very good and I've always liked David Montgomery. I think he's going to be fine. And Chris Godwin, when he gets healthy, Tom loves him. So mm-hmm. it's one of those things. Kurt's going to have a – I think he's going to have a decent year all year. A.J. Dillon's going to have up and down weeks, but you just hope his down weeks are 10 points, 12 points, hopefully 15. ETN, total question mark in my opinion. It's just tough. I, I see where Nolan's coming from, but I, I don't think it was, you know, to put it out there and say this guy – like he did because I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I Steve did it. say he would swap Adams for Kirk. I don't know. I don't I, know how I feel about that either. I would actually – that's tough because Christian Kirk has been very good and Lawrence loves throwing to him. Yeah, it's going to be tough. But we will talk about trades if people want to put them out there. Um, so – yeah, but so you will be blasted for bad ones. Yeah, if they're bad like Mikey's, we'll throw them on you. So, all right, we'll start with the waivers. Let's Pretty easy by one. Drop, pay, pick up two and drop Justin Fields. Probably. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it with him last week, too. I mean, who did we say was safe last week? Tua and there was somebody else, I believe, that was available. Um... Either way, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and it doesn't he matter. He picked up his Ferrari, he thought, and Justin Fields, which it is what it is. You're playing for upside. And, yeah, he didn't have a great yeah. week. Um, this one by uh, Eric kind of pissed me – made my morning a little bit sour. I was targeting Damian Harris on the waiver wire, and he had the lower priority. Got him. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Damian Harris was available? Yeah. I don't know who dropped him. Huh. I want to put on Blast who dropped him. Ed. Yeah, when did that happen? Ed dropped him for Bob Tunyon. He listened to the pod last week. Oh, sorry about that, Ed. I mean, I don't know why you dropped Damian Harris, but hey, your thing. I, Tunyon, man, I don't know. Their offense is just so confusing. Like, if everybody's going to get three or four targets and it's going to be that spread out, it's going to be tough to have anybody but their running backs or air. I agree. Um, let's hit um, another one. So this is another one. This is this could be key with uh, James Conner's status being up in the air. Mm-hmm. Daryl Williams picked up by Nolan, dropped Paris Campbell. He also picked up Corey Davis and dropped Cole Komet. Yeah, I wish he would have listened to you last week, right? I mean, it was one big play, but still. it He's a target guy. Like, he's a good enough receiver that he should still get looks, no matter who the quarterback is. For sure. I picked up Hayden Hurst. He's gotten some targets the first few weeks, and I just dropped Taysom Hill. I'm done with that experiment. He's definitely – I'm a Carolina Panthers fan for anyone that doesn't know, and he's definitely going to shred our asses this week, and it's just going to be painful to watch. And I picked up J.D. McKissick and dropped uh, Dontrell Hilliard. Yeah, that one was tough because I actually thought the game script actually felt exactly how we talked about it with last week. Mm-hmm. And – they just didn't play him. They played the – they got a rookie, I think. Hilliard was hurt. That's well, he was hurt I, in the game. He got hurt in the game because he wasn't hurt no, he was. The game. No, he was out. He was out, out. Okay, so when did that happen? Because when we were looking at waivers last week, he was fine. He got – I know he was questionable throughout the week, but I thought he might play. Yeah. And I was curious to see what his role was. I also picked yeah. up Michael Gallup. We'll see. Uh-huh. 
as he gets more touches and if Dak Did somebody back, drop him too? Because didn't Mikey have him? I think someone dropped him. I don't love that drop either. I I dropped Romeo Dobbs for him. I don't know what to expect. So Yeah, I mean and, any Green Bay weapon, like I said, other than running backs is I mean that's tough. Ed dropped uh, Bob Tunyon for Irv Smith. Don't hate that. Mikey dropped Pittsburgh's defense, which I don't love that. Yeah, I mean, they're when playing DJ the props, Watt comes like, back. Yeah. And they still they had a decent week last week, right? Yeah, they still – they think they had seven points, but – I think they gave up, what, one big play and then just yeah. didn't really have a whole lot of turnovers? Like, that was and it. at that point, how much of that is on the offense for not moving the ball? Yeah, they had 17 points allowed in the pick. Like, yeah, you're hoping they get a couple sacks, but, yeah. And then Ed and Steve But you're playing work. New England, too. Like, they're not just yeah. going to give you free sacks. Exactly. And then Ed did some work post-waiver wires. Um, picked up uh, Sterling Shepard. I, I, I like actually that. like that. Yep. Picked up Jared Goff. Dropped Tom Brady. Don't mind that. Yeah, I mean. Tom Brady has a lot Tom going Brady. on in his life. Yeah, but he's so, still Tom. I don't know. I, don't I like Jared that, Goff, but. Still Tom's tough. never been a good fantasy quarterback, so I'll give him that. He's been good enough. He throws a lot of touchdowns, usually. That's fair. And picked up Ohio State legend Noah Brown, dropped Robert, Robbie Anderson. Yeah, I mean, That's we fair. talked about Robbie Anderson last week. I think he's just big play, and then he's, he caught a couple in-between balls, but it's just going to be – it's tough. Another offense you just don't know a lot about. And then I'll shout out this. This waiver move is a big brain waiver move. Steve One of the greatest white rappers of all time. That's some would say that Cole Beasley, anti-vaxxer Cole Beasley. Um, picked up by Steve. I like the big brain move. We all know how Tom Brady in his early days in New England loved the white slot receiver. Oh, yeah. And Welker, Amendola. I mean, yeah, made Julian it Edelman. He made them a thing. Hunter Renfro has a job because of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Loving guys and like that. And he's a dog. In he fairness. A dog. He, there's a reason he got looked at, but he's very good. He is very good. I like that pickup. Yeah, I mean, he played good for Buffalo last year. I last mean, couple of years. I don't really understand why he wasn't picked up in general. I know the vast thing, but I don't even think the league's looking at it this year. So No. I know he didn't do as well last year, so I think that had part of it. Yeah, but what it. did he not do good with? Was it just affecting this? Because he still – I think he still had like 800 yards or something. I'll go double check that. Could be age too, because he is getting up there. Yeah, I mean he's thirty three. Yeah, we gotta look. Because I'm just curious. Because I thought he had a decent year. Seven hundred yards, eighty two catches, and seven hundred yards. Yeah, like that's fine. With, in an offense with Stephon Diggs, that's pretty good. Yeah, and Gabe Davis came out on the scene last year. Like, I don't. Know. I agree. I agree. That was a good. That's a good pickup by Steve. We'll see what his role yeah. is. Because once. Everyone's fully healthy. There's a lot of mouths to feed. Yeah. I mean, we'll see because I don't really think anybody in that offense will ever be fully healthy. You just have too many variables. Between Cole Beasley himself might not be healthy. He's 33 like we talked about. Then you have Julio. We'll see. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. None of them other than Mike Evans really seem to stay healthy. And Mike Evans, now he's just suspended. We'll see. Like I said, he's a really – he's a low-target guy anyways. Usually, very effective, just low target. So we'll see how things shake out. It'll be interesting to see how Tampa's offense does this year. 
Um, you want to pick like a sleeper of the week or something like that, or you want to just get out of here? Um, let's go to sleeper of the week. All right, you hit him first if you got one. I'm going to go with someone who's on my team, but he has been very, very good this year, averaging 21 points a game. Curtis Samuel. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. Was not healthy last year, so he didn't have much to go off of, but they are finding ways to get the football, and he's been in the end zone each of the first two weeks. We are commanders. Bump, 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 bump. And he's doing it both rushing and receiving, so he's playing a little bit of a Debo role. So, and in fairness, their offense actually looks solid. It does look good. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's so tough right now because things are still shaking out. It's only week three, but I think just for a pickup and play is maybe Russell Gage. Um, because you have another one, you have Mike Evans out. Beasley, yeah, he got signed, but, like, we'll see how fast things kind of move on that. So I think a pickup and play and hopefully gets you 10 points at least and then maybe has a touchdown and he gets you 14 to 16 and be really happy as Russell did. I have another pickup and play. He might not be useful in a few weeks once uh, D. Hoff comes back and Cod comes out, but Greg Dorch quietly has put up. 29 points total this year, 13 and 16. Yeah, so, that's very solid. He's a guy you can pick up and play and hope he keeps that going. Yeah, I think I got one more here. Um, and it all depends on the health of um, Kamara. I haven't seen exactly what it was, but if Kamara is a, a sit and he doesn't play this week, I think you pick up Mark Ingram and he gets to 10 points. He's playing Carolina. Their defense is okay, but not great and still young in general. So I think you pick up and play, especially since they're looking for a bounce back. I think he has a solid week. I agree with you on that. Any more, Nick? You think we're good? I think we're good, but I'm going to leave everyone with just a strong recommendation for the week. March Madness by Future. A little bit of a throwback, but go check it out. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening again. Um, just share it with your friends if you like it. We're trying to get more broad with the way we're uh, representing things. And, yeah, here's March Madness.